When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Texas Sports Nation podcast. I'm Greg Rogan with the Houston Chronicle. Joined today by... University of Houston beat writer for the Chronicle, Joseph Duarte, the man they call the King of Cullen Boulevard. Joseph, how are you today? Uh, feeling very kingly, I guess. We'll make this a royally good episode. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk a little basketball today, but we also have a podcast coming up where we talk some UH football. So it's kind of a double dip for uh, Cougar fans this week, a special treat. But we'll start with basketball. The latest AP polls came out. And UH, despite Purdue losing to Indiana, was jumped by Alabama to be the new number one. So UH remains in second. Alabama is number one. Any of that surprise you? I know Alabama beat them head to head. That was, you know, nearly two months ago. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, we talked about this off air, but uh, I was a little bit more intrigued that Seth Davis all of a sudden is coming to Houston's defense. And, you know, it, once, once you have Seth voting you number one, uh, and, you know, he's been one of the tougher, uh, critics, I guess, for, for Houston basketball, or at least in terms of uh, placing them in the polls. But, uh, he made a good argument today about what changed in the, in the last week. Houston had 22 first place votes. Alabama had one. Uh, Houston doesn't lose. Uh, Alabama doesn't lose, but, Naturally, you would have thought that Houston would have bumped up to number one. But, you know, these these polls, Greg, uh, in all seriousness, this time of year, I mean, there's the the human factor and, and how much they really weigh in. You look at Ken Palm, uh, you look at the the net. Those are all uh, metrics that are used by the NCA. The, the polls aren't. And I, and I think the the bigger question for Houston fans from this point forward uh, should not even be polls and who's one or two or three. It's what the seating is going to look like. And right now, the Houston Cougars have as good an argument as any team in the country of being a number one seed. And that's ultimately what you want. In your opinion, what is the likelihood of them getting a number one seed? Really, from here on out for the regular season, what needs to happen or what do they need to avoid from happening to keep them from being a number one seed. You need to avoid a bad loss and playing in the American, you're going to have those opportunities a lot more than say you get credit for a close or competitive game in the big 12 or a big 10 type game. Uh, Cause look, you know, uh, Purdue goes on the road and loses a close one at Indiana. They don't get penalized. They stayed number one. Uh, what Houston has going for them is those metrics that we talked about. Uh, 
They the 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 computers love them. You know, they're number one in the net right now. Uh, and, but you have two games against Memphis, and those are probably your two best games left in terms of being able to uh, gain what you know what extra cred is out there. You know, the quad one or two type games. Uh, but you can't lose a big one, and and I I've talked to some of the 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 bracketologists, and they feel like Houston is in a really solid position right now. Uh, but let's face it, the way this college basketball season's gone, there isn't a dominant team. There's probably seven or eight teams right now that can lay claim to one of those four spots. So this thing's going to go down to Selection Sunday, and nothing's a given right now. But they just can't have a bad loss. And, you know, that's in East Carolina or Wichita State or uh, an SMU. Uh, because if you do, you're going to get penalized just based off the conference that you're playing in right now. Was that Temple loss at home considered a bad loss at the time? At the time, yes. Any loss at home, to, in, my, in my opinion, against an unranked team is uh, is a bad one. And, you know, uh, they sort of maybe got a little bit of it back uh, by going up there and playing as well as they did, especially in that second half. But it certainly wasn't on the same level as a top 10 Alabama coming to Houston and winning. Uh, but you got two losses. You know, you, you could easily be, uh, I guess, what would it be, 24-1 and one right now versus 23-2. and two. Uh, But, you know, you're looking at the way, you know, they're in that situation. They're still in it. So it was a bad loss at the time, but it, it wasn't a, a, a deal breaker. I have a theory, and I'm sure it's one that Kelvin Sampson is not going to agree with, but would this team be better off if they were, say, upset in the first or second round of the AAC tournament and had time to rest up before the NCAAs and also avoid the injury risk that comes when you play more games. I'm sure he's going to say, I want to win every game. But if you look big picture, would a, a loss in the conference tournament be a blessing in disguise of some sort? You're right. That's what Kelvin would say. Uh, since you and I talked about this, I, you know, I asked around just other people in the program and they were sort of, you know, they felt like with Kelvin, you know, at this point of the year, you want to be winning. You want to, you want to be hot going into the tournament. It might be different. Let's just say if you were the, you know, the example that was given to me, if you're the number three seed in the big 10 and you know that that's where you're going to be, you know, that's sort of your, your, your seeding for the tournament. Everything is, is sort of etched in stone. Eh, it maybe it doesn't help hurt you that that you, you you bow out early you get those few extra days team like Houston you know each game is going to to sort of gain some importance each each one they move forward so uh six games here left in the regular season as many as three in the uh in the conference tournament so uh in terms of how they're weighted uh, you're gonna need as many of those games as possible so uh, you know, they want to win conference, uh, the regular season conference tournament. Uh, you get the automatic bid. And then again, like you like we talked about the number one seed. So compared to playing in a, in a, in a big 12 or, or big 10 or, or the ACC, they've got to use every game and maximize it. So 
there really isn't that that luxury. So you win Friday, you lose in the semifinals. That's enough to do damage where they go to that two line versus, you know, if you're in one of the big conferences and you already know where your your seating is, you, you don't have a lot to gain. But Houston has a lot to gain still. How much of a pride factor is there to, uh, you know, ending this era in the AAC by by winning the conference championship, regular season and postseason? Um, you know, I, I'm sure there's there's a little bit of that. Uh, you know, uh, it's different because you have the opportunity to win a, a regular season and a conference. Uh, they swept it last year, uh, and and I believe it's four out of the last five years that they've won a title. So, uh, yeah, I mean that that's some of it. But ultimately, you know, they they have sort of uh, changed the you know in the past it was you know Cincinnati and SMU and Wichita State those were the the premier teams in the league. Houston's going to go out of this league uh, regardless as the the dominant force in their final year. So, uh, but I'm sure there's 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 some of that. They're, 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 they don't put those banners in the practice facility on the walls for no no reason, and they would like to add you know three more uh, for their final year in the American. You know, as we speak, it's been five days since UH played a game. They do not play again until the 15th at SMU. How big is having this break at this point in the season for these guys? Because they had a very compressed portion of schedule there where they were playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. Well, absolutely. I mean, they this is their, their longest break of the year. Uh, I think Kelvin Sampson did the numbers and they were at, you know, after the, the Tulsa game, they were at 84 practices. 25 games, two scrimmages. So, you know, that's, that adds up and he didn't even factor in the off season. So uh, this was the last break they were going to get. So a chance to get a breather, uh, get some guys uh, who might be, you know, dealing with some minor injuries, uh, a chance to, to rehab some more because this is it. You know, you and I talked barring a, 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 a loss early in the conference tournament, they're going to be playing nonstop now for what the next four, five, close to six weeks. So uh, that's that's a lot, and that's not even factoring in the travel of uh, going from from regional to regional. So uh, it's that's but that's what every team's going to deal with at this point. So it's just sort of a matter of get the rest now uh, because you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to pick your 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 moments in the next few weeks of. of when you can uh, get a breather and, and practices are, are toned down at this point. So, uh, but it, it is nice for them to, to get this going into the, the stretch running conference. Is it too early to think or talk about the pressure that's facing this team? I mean, when you have the final four in your backyard, you kind of make it as far as they did last year within one game of the final four, despite not having two of your top players. And really, I mean, I don't think, is there any team in, in the nation that has really the expectations that Houston does this year? No, they they know, and and they've known since uh, the, the the schedule came out, and Kel that's where that's where Kelvin Sampson and the experience comes in, and and the been there done that. Uh, he's just they they're so good at not looking ahead. Uh, they see it, they know it, and and maybe they they talk about it internally a little bit, but it, but it doesn't consume them, and and it's cliche ish, but they'll take each step as they go along 
and but they know they know what's there that it's four plus miles away and I think Kelvin's drive home every day from work used to take him by the stadium. So they're very familiar with where this thing could be headed and how few teams have ever had this opportunity. Uh, but you won't hear that talk at least until Selection Sunday when it becomes a lot more uh, prominent because by then, you know, they will have resolved what they wanted to accomplish in the in the conference. And now they can start looking to March and all the possibilities that could be there. When we look at this team in postseason play, who or what is the X factor for the Cougars, in your opinion? Uh, you know, I, I think the X factor ends up being you, you've you. This has been a roster that has relied on more freshman contributions than than any other of their their tournament teams. You know, Jairus Walker is a starter. Uh, then you have the bench that has basically three guys that are that are still freshmen in Kelvin Sampson's eyes, Emmanuel Sharp, JBA Francis, and um, Terrence Arsenault. So, I, you know, I think that becomes the X factor of, of how they take that first step and, and what will be their, their, their really their first exposure to the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think the other X factor is what happens uh, when teams continue to try to take Marcus Sasser out of the, the out of the game plan offensively. Do who's your secondary score? Is is it a uh, is it a Walker, for instance, or is it a a Jawan Roberts on certain nights, or even a Jamal Shedd? So you know this is a this is a team that's got a lot of weapons. They, they feel like they haven't played their best game yet, uh, but they've also shown at times that whether it's, you know, it hasn't been the the typical rebounding dominant, you know, Kelvin Sampson type teams, or they've had some breakdowns on defense. They, you know, they've shown some kinks in the, in the armor, uh, but, but certainly there's a lot more plus side to Houston potentially winning at all this year uh, versus, uh, maybe like last year when they weren't at full strength at all, and and they sort of made that run just seemingly on on will and and then uh, getting on a hot run there uh, in the tournament. Other than winning, what is on the to do list for the rest of the conference season for the Cougars? Um, you know, win, well, winning winning will solve everything, but you know, Kelvin Sampson. His favorite line is he wants to, to to see them improve from game to game. And again, you know, for for our listeners, you know that that means a lot of different things, and it's mostly coach speak. Uh, but I I think there there is some to it because they they do need to to get better on, on the offensive glass and and even on the defensive glass uh, with rebounding. And and I think there is another level to to how they play on defense. So. Uh, you know they they are they are fortunate right now that they aren't dealing with uh, any major injuries. So from a roster standpoint, what we see out there right now is is likely what we'll see uh, in the you know in the tournament. So if they can get through some of the things that uh, that have hurt them at times but haven't been costly, you know this this is a team. If this is a team that played in the second half against Temple a few weeks ago or a week and a half ago, they could win the national championship. That That's how good they were in that second half. 
Now, I hate to look ahead, but I want to look ahead to next year in the Big 12. And then you add Houston, which is coming in as a marquee college basketball program. Is there anything we can compare what the Big 12 is going to be next year? You're going to have Houston with Texas and Oklahoma for one year, but also in a conference with Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, other teams that have been ranked in the top 25. I mean, maybe comparing it to the Big East of the 1980s is a little too much or the ACC in its heyday, but where is that big that revamped Big 12 going to rank nationally in terms of com- power conferences? Uh, well, I mean, you, you look at uh, – you're, I mean, you have another year before you lose the other two. So, I mean, the, right now they're the the number one conference rated in in, in the country. So, I, I would assume they 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 keep that spot when you're adding a a top three uh, team in, in Houston. And, and think about it your your last two champions have been Baylor and Kansas. Now, if Houston comes in and, and they win it, you, you're you're boasting the last three champions, and none of those schools are the ones that are leaving. So, I mean, you got to think that from a standpoint, you know, you mentioned the Big East and the ACC. I'd have to go back and look, but, you know, I don't know many conferences that can make that claim. Uh, and, and Houston's only going to get better. I think Cincinnati is, is on an uptick. Uh, Central Florida's had its, at its moments. And then you got BYU, which, you know, we've, we've seen them in Houston a few times in the last few years. They, they have a chance to be, Really good. This this should still set up as a you know a slugfest every you know big Monday matchup or or during the week. I mean, I've seen you know Kansas what they lost three or four in a row, and then you lose Bay- Baylor loses a couple and TCU and Iowa State. It is a meat grinder of a schedule, and it will be unlike anything that Houston ever saw in the American. And people are going to have to probably get used to the fact that. You're not going to have just two or three losses in a season. And I believe Kansas last year on their way to winning the national championship, they had six or seven losses for the season. So uh, the schedule may not, the the record may not look as a pretty or unblemished, but that's not the goal. And and the goal is the, the RPI or what used to be the RPI or the net. And uh, they're going to, they're going to be loaded again in the big 12. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see some of these games uh, come to Houston. We're going to replace the Tulsa's and the South Florida's and the East Carolinas with big time matchups on a weekly basis uh, with the Big Twelve. I mean, is there any idea yet, like how many conference games Houston would play next year in a fourteen team Big Twelve in basketball? No, I, I haven't. I haven't heard that, but I, I would imagine that. Uh, well, I, I, I even hate to to try to speculate because I don't know how they would balance it out. Uh, as opposed to like what they do now in the American, but uh, they usually play 13 non-conference games. So I would think that they would get 18 or close to that uh, if I'm not mistaken. So it's usually a 31, 32 game schedule in the regular season. And you're, you're totally right. I mean, that's just a different vibe when you've got teams like Baylor, Texas tech, which was like the national runner up in 2019, you know, Texas for one year, and all these other big 12 schools coming to Fertitta center, as opposed to like some of these AAC schools that really, they don't, they don't really put a charge into the fans. Although the, the atmosphere there is very good, you know, every game, but I think it go you're right. It goes to a whole nother level in the big 12. I mean, you're looking at where even, even on the, on the road, you're going uh, to Ames and that is a tough Hilton, you know, is a, pl- a 
tough place to play. Uh, you go into Manhattan, Kansas. That that place is a, a tough one. You've got Allen Fieldhouse for 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 Kansas. Uh, Lubbock's not an easy place to play. You got Moody and Austin now. You've got you know Waco. I mean, there's not. I mean, there's a reason that the Big Twelve could have eight teams make the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, and, and that's, it's just amazing what this league is going, uh, to become once Houston joins. And, and you gotta, you gotta look at what Houston's done recruiting wise, uh, where you're going to lose some guys, namely Marcus Sasser and, and Jairus Walker be first round picks, uh, most likely at least Jairus for sure. Uh, but they, they've gone out and they've recruited elite talent to replace these guys. So, uh, the Big 12 has already had an impact, but but Houston's done a lot of it with without being in the Big 12, and and that's the great thing about college basketball that once this tournament starts, anybody can win this thing. And Houston has shown with the Final Four and Elite Eight that they're certainly now one of those teams that you can uh, sort of pencil in uh, as a, a contender every year. No doubt, Joseph Duarte, University of Houston beat writer for the Houston Chronicle. Thank you so much for your time. I'm sure we'll catch up again before the conference and NCAA tournaments to talk more Cougars basketball. Thank you for listening to the Texas Sports Nation podcast. For more University of Houston coverage, please go to HoustonChronicle.com.